Welcome to You Have Real Estate with Attorney Justin Clark. Welcome to You Have Real Estate with me, Attorney Justin Clark. Whether you're a first-time home buyer, seasoned investor, or looking to sell your home, this next 30 minutes is designed for you. Think of it like hitting multiple open houses all from your living room with my attorney advice throughout the way. If you have any questions whatsoever throughout the show, we have people standing by right now, 407-205-0400. You can also reach out to me through the website, youhavepower.com. That's Y-O-U-havepower.com. We're going to have great interviews with two very special real estate agents today. But first, before that, it's time for the opening statement. You know, it's hot outside. It must be summertime. I just got back from vacation just before this show as well. Summertime makes me a little bit nervous, and you vacationing makes me a little bit nervous, and I'll tell you why. If you're like me, when we're out on vacation, we want to stay. We don't want to go back. We want to buy a little piece of wherever we're visiting. That's why timeshares are so popular and why timeshare companies make so much money. It seems to me that we have four options when it comes to vacationing. Number one, we can buy a second home buy a condo on the beach, buy a house on the beach. Number two, buy that timeshare. You know, we go to the resort for the the free week or whatever we're going to get. And all we have to do is take that tour of the timeshare. So that's the second option for vacationing. Number three, we rent a hotel. And number four, we use a service like Airbnb or VRBO, where you actually rent directly from the owners and you rent their condo or house or, or apartment, whatever it's going to be. Now, which one is best for you? Which one is best for me? I don't know. There are many variables that really are going to help us decide which of those four options are best when it comes to vacationing. Let's talk about buying a second home first. This is going to be a very, very simple solution. I want you to add up your regular mortgage payment plus what your mortgage payment would be on your second home or your vacation property. And I don't want either of those together added up to be more than 35% of your gross monthly income. Now, this is a conservative approach. Because some people will even tell you your regular mortgage should be about 35% of your gross monthly income. But I don't think that you're ready to buy a second house with everything that comes with that unless it's 35% or less of your gross monthly income, adding up your regular house mortgage and your second house mortgage. People don't understand. The second home, you have a mortgage payment. But what about DirecTV, cable? Just the fact that you're going to be out there, you're going to want to go to dinner more. There are more expenses that come with the second home than just the mortgage payment. So mark my words, 35% should be the total mortgage payment compared to your gross monthly income for your first house and your second house. And look, if you have questions and you want to see if you qualify for a second mortgage, call us. I have people standing by right now who can get you pre-qualified. 407-205-0400. Timeshare. Very simple rule I have for timeshare. Number one, go take the tour. Get the free week. I don't care. Do not buy the timeshare if you're drinking, right? You're on vacation. If you're out there drinking, don't buy the timeshare. It's a very simple solution. Also, don't buy the timeshare that day, okay? They're going to say, oh, you can only buy it today. This price is only good for today. Not true. Wait until you get home. Spend three days at home, right? Get back home in your grind at home for three days. And then if you still want to buy that timeshare, go ahead. I'll be honest with you. I rarely see timeshares work out for people. I mean, I have a lot of friends in the timeshare business, and I imagine there are some good ones out there, but it's rare that I see a timeshare really work out. So buy it sober and buy it when you get back if you're going to do the timeshare route. Lastly, hotel versus Airbnb. 
Here's the biggest difference. I love the Airbnb VRBO thing because, especially if you're going to stay for several days, especially if you have a family. I mean, you're rent renting a condo, you're renting a house, you can go to Publix and, and stock up on groceries. It seems to me the biggest expense on vacation is when you go out for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Uh, you know, it's that, that's where the expenses really rack up on vacation. When you rent directly from someone and you bring the grocers in, I think you can save a lot of money that way as well, as opposed to a hotel. When you stay at a hotel, typically you're going out for every meal. So I, And then also when the hotel says it's $1.99 a night or $2.20 a night, when you pay that resort fee and then the taxes and all these other fees, you know, it seems like it's $100 more per night. So the hotel always seems to be a little bit more expensive. I think a hotel is great for a a quick trip, but if you're going to spend a week with your family for the summer, I highly recommend checking out Airbnb or VRBO. If you have any questions, 407-205-0400, youhavepower.com. Let's get right to the show today. To my left, I have Jesse Roddinghouse. He's with Compass Florida. And to my right, it's Jack Louise with the Jack Louise team of Selective Realty Group. Thank you guys for being here very much. How are you today? Thank you. Great, Great. Jesse, it's been a while, Jesse. You know, you and I have probably worked on hundreds, <laughs> if not thousands of short sales together over the years. You were the agent, I was the, the attorney sort of negotiating the deal. Are you still seeing a lot of short sales out there in the market? Not as much as there was before. Yeah, for sure. And, yeah. and tell me a little bit about a short sale because I think people get confused <clears throat> when they hear short sale even though we've heard about it for years, I think we're still confused as to exactly what a short sale really is. What is a short sale? Well, clearly it's when the your, what they owe on their property, the property's not worth that anymore. So they're going to negotiate with the bank to be able to short sale. Uh, you know, if they owed five hundred thousand and the property's only worth three hundred grand, then they have to nego negotiate with the bank yeah. to see if the bank would take that short. Uh, what? How long does a short sale normally take? <laughs> it's not a short sale, no, is it? No, it's not short at all. In fact, a lot of times we tell buyers to stay away from them just because they could take anywhere from three months to three years. Right. And we've had some that have taken three years. And do you think as a buyer, you can get a good deal by buying a short sale? Or, or is it just like buying a regular house? Well, in theory, you, you, you could get a good deal. However, because of that time that, that is uncontrollable, how long it could take, you could have rates change multiple times. You could have your finances change multiple times. So that good deal that you think you're waiting on ends up being not a good deal in the long run, you know, yeah. where you can go find a good deal, you know, out there in the market today. Let's say that I am a homeowner and I am still underwater in my house. What are some of the advantages to doing a short sale versus just letting the house go to foreclosure? Well, no one should consider letting their house go to foreclosure because a lot of times what happens when that fear or when that situation comes up is they're just afraid to have a conversation, period. Like they, they're afraid to talk to their neighbors. They're afraid to talk to an attorney. They're afraid to talk to a real estate agent that knows what they're doing. So they're just fearful of their situation, which is totally understandable because when you're underwater, I mean, you, you're just trying to swim out, right? Yeah. On your own. But the, the first thing to do is to consult. Consult with a real estate agent that knows what they're doing and consult with you or as an attorney to be able to just have the conversation to see what you know what the options are there are so many television shows on tv now flip this house flip that house <laughs> flip i don't know what right there's so many out there so it seems like there are people making money flipping houses i guess still or at least television stations are but as a regular investor is there still money to be made flipping houses in this market 
Yes, there is. <laughs> How do you However, do the, the show definitely brings more investors to the table. Uh, everyone wants to do that. And in theory, when you watch those television shows and it only goes over, you know, the acquisition, maybe what the costs were uh, to, to, to do the renovation, and then it shows their profit, they're not real numbers. Most people are not dealing with cash. They're using hard money. So you have money factors that are involved into it. So, I mean, What's happened in our market is because there's more investors in the market, that the margin of profit has been decreasing. Right. So a lot of investors have to do more in quantity. So what that what affects the single investor is that they want to go out and do one deal, but it takes them six, eight months, and they only make ten, fifteen thousand dollars. And then you have to factor it in. Okay, well, was that worth my time? So. Yeah. But there are still deals out there for sure. And when, when you work with investors, how do you typically see them acquire the real estate? Is it short sale, just a traditional sale? What, what's the best way to actually purchase the property that you're going to flip? You know, believe it or not, there's, I mean, multiple ways of doing it. Um, I think if you have a really good real estate agent that knows what they're doing, sure, they can find deals that are on the MLS. Um, but there is a word out there, like everybody drives around and you see in the streets those little white chloroplast signs that say, <laughs> yeah. you know, make millions and call this number. Well, a lot of those are wholesalers. And the funny thing is, is that wholesaling could be a bad word in real estate, but it's really not. If those guys or guys and gals, those people are out there scouring the MLS constantly every day, that's their job. So they're finding deals. Now they're locking it up and then they're selling it to you in their contract or in their, in their, in their inspection period. But at the end of the day, if you were at work, you know, and you're on your day, if you were, uh, you know, had a day job and you, and they bring you a deal that you would have never even found right. or it was gone or it had 15 offers on it within hours, you know, you still should consider it if the numbers are there. So yeah. that's a, that's, a, that's ways and then letters and all kinds of other. What, what is a wholesaler? A wholesaler is a real estate agent that goes and um, puts a property under contract and usually will flip that contract to an investor for a small fee. So they'll do contracts assignable and they'll assign the contract to someone for a fee. So if I put a, contra uh, uh, you know, a contract on a house for 100000 and I have an investor that'll buy it for 107, then essentially I'm the middle person. So it's an A to B to B to C transaction. The wholesaler is B. So they make that 7,000, but they, they never transacted. Sees money, closes it with A. Got so it. that's kind of what wholesaling is. You know, I get a little concerned, Jesse, when I see someone who is uh, doing a for sale by owner. They're like, you know what? I'm not paying this real estate agent 6% of my uh, profit on this deal. I'm going to do for sale by owner. So I wanted to bring you in here today because I wanted to show our audience a little bit about what a couple properties that you've sold, you know, and what they would have sold for had you not been involved versus what they were sold for because of your advice in getting them sold. So, sure. Phil, I think we're going to uh, start with Black Bear Lane. This is out in Winter Garden. Now, describe <laughs> how this process worked, what the offer was before, what it was after. Well, so this house was, is, yes, as you said, it's out in Winter Garden. It's on five acres. It's in a rural part. But the owners were considering selling it. They did reach out, and they were getting offers that were four to four and a quarter, as is, because the house was pretty beat up. Uh, however, I consulted them to spend just $25,000 on doing minor things throughout the entire house, like the interior and the exterior. And we ended up getting them 550,000 with multiple offers in like five days. So, wow. you know, again, the, the hard thing is, is they could have taken that, you know, four, $425,000 offer and had less cost, but they wouldn't have made, if they, they spent 25, to make a gross of 125. Exactly. That's a massive return on 25,000, but they wouldn't have known had they 
you know, did not have the, the professional consult, you know? So you, you come in and you essentially make 125 grand for these people because you know what you're doing. You're a professional real estate agent, someone who's selling the house by themselves. They have no idea. And I'm okay delivering bad news yeah, exactly. <laughs> or delivering that difficult news, not Absolutely. bad news. Like it's tough to come in and say, Hey, you need to spend money in order to make money. Right. Let's say that I only have $25,000 to put into my house that I'm getting ready to list for sale. What are some areas of the house, interior or exterior, that are going to really help maximize the value? Well, the cool thing about the company I work for, Compass, they have a program called Compass Concierge, which they'll actually fund interest-free interest up to 3% of some of these repairs. So a lot of times, just paint, interior and exterior, as well as cleaning up, and then also staging is a really important thing. So we actually fund that for those sellers. Really? Yes. I've never heard of this. It's a, it's a new program from Compass. But they wow. what happens is they'll fund it interest-free, but they get paid at closing. So that it gets reimbursed, sure. but it, it's no cost out of pocket for a lot of sellers, which is phenomenal because mm -hmm. a lot of where that hiccup is, is when they're about to enter the market, we need a, we need yeah. a facelift, we need paint, we need carpet. And a lot of people simply don't have an extra 25 grand sitting around. Or yeah. if they do, they, they don't want to spend it on a house. And, it's, or and a lot of times it's not even total 25 grand. Yeah. That was a big, you know, that was flooring, kitchen. Okay. Exactly. All right, let's go to Milan Drive here. Another success story <laughs> and why I really am uncomfortable with for sale by owner. I think we have to get professional agents in there to list our properties if you want to get maximum value. Tell me about Milan Drive. Well, so Milan was a little bit different because it was an actual investor. So it goes back to your question with regards to are there deals out yeah. there. This was a deal that we found for an investor. It was a it was an off-market deal actually through a wholesaler. So it was, you know, acquired for I think 130,000 and ended up selling for 230,000 in in just a few days. Right. But they spent 40,000 in the renovation, you know, it's mid-century modern and it's just, this is sort of your typical, you know, what you kind of see on DIY, but yeah. you know, they made a decent return at the end of the day. It wasn't those quick numbers are not the actual, you know, numbers, but at the end of the day, they, they made a decent profit. Yeah. And I think that if you're going to try to flip a house, you need to be really careful because as those numbers do shrink, you know, one mistake, you're losing money, right? With, well, especially for a non-season investor, yeah. because you go in there and you're just looking and you're like, okay. And you're writing down uh, flooring, carpet, whatever. But if you're not looking at plumbing, electrical, if there's aluminum wiring, that has to be changed. Plumbing, polybutylene piping, that has to be changed. Roof, Absolutely. windows, like all that stuff, you know, you got to be able to quantify that to make it makes sense. Jesse Roddinghouse, he's with Compass Florida, broker <laughs> associate. What does broker associate mean? Just means I'm no more than just regular agent. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being here today. You're going to stick around for the real estate roundtable, I hope. Of right? course. Of All course. Right, we'll yeah. see you here in just Thank a you. minute. Now to my right, Jack Louise Third. Jack Louise Third, property team of Selective Realty Group. Jack, how are you, sir? Pretty good. How you doing? So you're a Seminole County guy, born and raised. Yes, Oviedo, sir. Oviedo, Florida. What do you think about Oviedo? Because let me tell you. We did a lot of foreclosure work back in the day at my law firm, and everyone that came in from Oviedo, they, they were short selling their house because they were underwater, but no one wanted to ever leave. They all wanted to stay in Oviedo. What's going on up in Oviedo? Well, it was the fastest growing city in, in, in Florida. Oviedo's a great place. It's that small town country feel, and, you know, A-plus schools, you know. People are coming there for the schools. Right. Yes. Got it's it. awesome. Well, if you step outside for one minute, it's pretty clear that it's summertime. Maybe not officially, but it's definitely summertime here in Florida. We hear all these rumors about summertime being the time to buy or sell real estate. It's hot in the summertime. Mm -hmm. Is this true? Yes, it is. It is. Summer's a hot time. Everybody's wanting to get in before school starts. So right now, everybody's, you know, hustling around, trying to buy and get in before, you know, the end of summer. Yeah. So it's a great time. 
Do you think summertime, is it better to be a buyer or a seller or both? I think a seller, actually. Seller's going to get top dollar in the summertime. You know, the buyers are coming in, and they know they're going to get top dollar because the buyer wants to get in before school starts. Yeah. Do you think there are times of the year that it's better to uh, be a buyer or a seller or bad to be a buyer or seller? I think, you know, right after Christmas come, you know, January, February, March, those are good times for for the buyer. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Seller, you know, they're going to get top dollar, you know, come, you know, June, July, August. You know, those are their months to shine. I really think they're going to pull the top dollar. Got it. I know know you work all through Central Florida, but it seems like Seminole County is sort of your bread and butter. It is. What do you see as the future of real estate in Seminole County? Because, look. I live in Seminole County, too. I love it up there. But we hear all about Winter Garden, Lake Nona, all these other things. What's going on in Seminole County now? Seminole County really, you know, the, the school systems are, are, are A-rated, A-plus school systems. And I think you've just got more of your, your, your older homes with the bigger yards that the, that the consumers want. And, you know, you've got anything from a quarter of an acre up to, you know, your five-acre parcels. Um, and it's just a lot more room. Um, you know, bigger trees, you know, those old majestic oaks. You know, you get down in Winter Park, you got those big majestic oak trees. You get into Oviedo, you get some of the huge cypress trees. you got a lot of lakes in Seminole County. So it's it's good a lot of private skiable lakes so i think you know that's it and you've got a lot of breweries that are coming too. you know yeah. seminole county i mean sanford as a whole the downtown sanford has just done a 360 degree turn because they're focusing on the breweries and the downtown on the water um it's it's a real hip place to be you know i was there last weekend and i mean there's just so much to do in sanford now if you haven't been to sanford lately do me a favor do yourself a favor <laughs> go check it out i mean sanford's a it's turning into a cool town it's artsy it's really artsy it's it's really cool you know you've got some you know little breweries you've got the cigar bars there um it's really up and coming it's a it's a new place to go you know to go like a downtown orlando but it's it's right up the road and 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 sanford so i like it a lot i think there's a misconception out there that some real estate agents are are lazy or it's a cush job you know oh you just have to shoot a couple emails in the morning and then you go hang out the rest of the day i do think that people it really do think that. And I was talking to a pilot friend of mine. He works for Southwest the other day. And he said, Justin, you don't understand. As soon as I land that plane, I don't even think about work till I go back to the airport three days later. Is that how it is in real estate? Or are you constantly attached to your phone, your computer, emails? It's a constant thing, is it not? It's constant, 24-7, you know. And, and let's face it, you know, the consumer wants it right now. And, and, you know, if they don't get it now, you know, they they start to wonder. So uh, it, it is a 24-7 job. But, um, you know, it, it's in my blood. It's passion. You know, I really love the real estate business. T- talk to me a little bit about the life of a, of a real estate agent. Mm. <laughs> t- talk, talk to me about your daily life. Because I do think there are people out there that think, you know, you just go show a couple properties on Saturday and the rest of the week you have off. Tell me about your life. No, it's, you know, it's, it's like you said, it's constant. You got to have your phone on you. You got to be checking the emails. It's, you're always, you know, checking in and, and making sure that the deals are going through. Let's face it. You've got a buyer, you've got a seller, you've got title company, you've got a mortgage broker, and then you've got, you know, inspectors and, and, and appraisers and all these people that fit into this puzzle here. So you're dealing with multiple peoples. Uh, it's, it's a fun business but it's definitely demanding uh but like i said it's definitely in my blood and uh i love it um but it's uh definitely a 24 (laughs) 7 no doubt about it i know you brought a couple properties here to show everyone at home so you ready to do a couple Mm -hmm. tours here with me let's go to arden avenue where is this jack Uh, this is in wedgefield it's in east orlando wedgefield's nice it's unique um it is a golf course community it's super cool it's made up of quarter acre parcels all the way up to you know your five and six and seven 
seven and eight acre parcels. Um, this one's brand new construction here. Okay, so this one here is a four bedroom, two bath with a two car garage. It's a little over 1,900 square feet. It's brand new. These houses are all block construction with stucco. Uh, brand new, they come with a 210 warranty. And what that is, 10 year structural warranty comes straight from the builder. So your roof, your block, your walls, your flooring, all that stuff is structural 10 years. We put a lot of upgrades in them. All wood cabinets, solid wood cabinets, granite countertops. You've got hardwood look tile floors throughout, carpet in the bedrooms, upgraded baseboards, uh, vinyl windows, double pane windows. I mean, these homes are really, really nice. This is a brand new home you're going to get for $310,000. $310,000. Yep. And the good thing about Wedgefield, a lot of people don't know, you can get in there with 100% financing. They do use a program which is called USDA. A lot of folks don't uh. know about it, but it is a 100% finance program that does lend in the rural communities such as Wedgefield. Wow. If you awesome. have questions about financing or you, you're looking to purchase this property, give us a call. 407-205-0400. We'll hook you up with Jack Louise. We also have mortgage people standing by right now who can give you a pre-approval literally instantly. So give us a call. 407-205-0400. All right. Racine Street. Where is this? Where are you seeing this one's beautiful? This That's is in nice. Wedgefield, too. Okay. Okay, now this is on 1.24 acres. Now, this is a brand-new custom-built spec house. It's a four-bedroom, three-bath with a three-car garage. You typically don't see a lot of builders build on a one-acre parcel, okay? There's just a lot more um, costs that come in with land clearing and fill and whatnot. But this one here is nice. It's a real unique piece. It's got a three-car garage, which you don't see a lot of three-car spec houses as well because the lots are just too small. Right. They don't have enough room to put a three-car garage, let's face it. So this is on one acre. It's got your wood-look tile floors throughout. It's concrete block construction, stucco, and it's got a 30-year architectural roof. And the good thing about this one here is we did a three-quarter inch plywood pressure treated wood underneath that 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 architect shingle so it's not your particle board okay it comes with a 210 warranty it's got brick pavers throughout it's got your landscaping package it's got upgraded uh granite backsplashes really nice hardwood cabinets uh brick paver driveway back porch and again it's on an acre and it is fenced in really nice house um this one here is priced at 449 Again, it is in that USDA zip code, mm -hmm. which is that rural area that does lend 100% if you do qualify. Uh, real nice house. Um, again, custom home, brand new, comes with a 210 warranty. If I buy a house brand new, new construction like this, do I normally have the opportunity to like have a punch list or something? If I come in and they're like little things that are off, can, can I get back with the builder? Or how does that work? Exactly, exactly. So what we do before we close, we have the consumer come in. The buyer comes in with their home inspector and goes through the house just like a traditional sale. They go through there, they do their inspection, and exactly like you said, the punch list comes back to us. We go through it. We have the builder come in. If there's anything that's, that's wrong, any type of nicks or, or, or anything that needs right. to be repaired we come in we get that repaired and they sign off on it and then we go to closing what are some of the benefits of buying brand new versus uh, an existing house that house right there those brand new houses you won't touch it for 10 15 years really you won't touch it no you don't have any polybutylene piping you don't have any like 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 jesse said you don't have the the copper wiring you know you're not dealing with the new roofs you know those roofs there you get 30-year architect shingles you're going to get every bit of 30 years out of them what sort of technology are we seeing in new houses now like if you buy a new car you assume 
assume you've got Bluetooth and you know all hey. these sort of things. What sort of technology are we seeing in brand new houses now versus older houses? Well, first is the irrigation system. Oh. They put what are called a smart system on the irrigation system. Okay, this way you don't get any overwatering. Okay, they've got rain sensors on there. They don't want to overwater too much of course, to save on your yeah, water bill. Of course. Uh, second is the uh, uh, thermostat. Okay, The AC thermostat's awesome now. Everything's programmed right from your smartphone. So this way it can help you save money on that electric bill. Good deal. If you have any questions, 407-205-0400. We'll hook you up with Jack or go to our website. We'll post these properties there as well. Youhavepower.com. Jack Luis, thank you, sir, for being here. You're going to stick around for the Real Estate Roundtable, I hope. Right? Thank you. Yes, sir. Thanks a lot. And without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the Real Estate Roundtable. All right, let's go to Jeff in Christmas. He says, when do I know it's time to buy a second home? Jesse, what do you think? <laughs> Never? I don't know. Well, it's, I, I, I'm, I'm a little jaded with the second home ideas because the availability of VRBO and Airbnb right. nowadays because I look at what that cost is, as you were talking about earlier, and if you're, a second home is potentially costing, it, it's going to be more expensive because it's somewhere you desire more than where you're just living. Right. And you're spending, let's just say, I don't know, $2,000, $3,000 a month. That's $36,000 a year in just your mortgage alone, not all the additional carry. Sure. So you divide that out by the weeks, right? 52 weeks, and you're spending, I don't know, seven, dollars $800, $1,000 a week. But if you really take into consideration your amount of time that you're going to go there, you're going to go there four weeks, then you divide it by four, and you're, pen you're spending $8,000 a month. Exactly. So why couldn't you have a really fantastic vacation and spend half that for 4,000 and go stay at a mansion at, at an Airbnb. So to me, second, second homes, I think it really goes down to what you were saying as far as income and looking into that yeah. first, you know, totally agree. What do you think, Jack? I agree. I agree with what Jesse said, you know, income definitely number one. Um, and number two is, uh, uh when you have that 30, 35% down, uh, of the average you know, 230, 240 price point, I believe, you know, that's the time to really, you know, pull the trigger. Got it. All right, let's go to Susan in Kissimmee. She says, should my second home be a condo or a house? Jack, what do you think? I always lean more towards a single family home. Um, reason is because you're going to pull more money for your rent now. Um, everybody wants a house. And if you do have to rent it, I believe your single family home is going to bring more money than the condo. Let's face it. Yeah. And let's not forget, you need to be really, really careful if you buy a second home that's a condo because there are so many regulations that prevent you from renting at all. So maybe you go in buying this second house thinking, oh, well, I'm going to buy a second home here and I'll just rent it out and make my money back. Oh, well, no. The HOA says you can't rent it at all. So you got to be careful. Exactly. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. That's big, big things to consider when do, doing that second home. Because yeah. even as Jack yeah. said, the single family home, you want to factor into whether you can rent it. So you can look into maybe you're VRBOing your own home to make some income it, as well. Exactly. exactly. All right. John in Lake Mary says, how long does it take to close on my property once I put an offer in? What do you think, Jesse? Depends on the type of offer. Depends <laughs> yeah. on your agent. Depends on the type of property. <laughs> yeah. What, what's I mean, I would say the average in the market is 30 to 45 days. Okay. Yeah. If you're financing, 30 to 45 days. Gotcha. Brandon in Maitland says, I'm selling a property and buyer is getting an FHA mortgage. Should I be worried? Jack Luis. No, not at all. Uh -huh. FHA is a great program. Um, it's a government-backed loan. Um, it's awesome. Uh, I do a lot of FHA deals. It's an awesome program, like I said. And um, right now, you know, these lenders, you know, they're doing, you know, 
most of the deals now are FHA VA deals going on. Got it. Melissa in Lake Mary says, I'm selling my home and my buyer wants to move in prior to closing as they're selling their home. Jesse, is that okay? No. <laughs> Jack, what do you think? No. Be very, very, <laughs> no. very careful. Jesse Roddinghouse with Compass Florida. Thank you for being here, sir. Thank you. Jack Louise of the proper Jack Louise property team at Selective Realty Group. You guys come back and see us anytime. Great job today. Thank you. If you're going on vacation, you know what I mean? I agree. I think Airbnb or VRBO really might be the way to go, unless you just have a lot of money sitting around. You know what I mean? It's all about that return on investment. See you guys. <laughs> thank you for thank joining you. me. Thank you. And most importantly, thank you for joining me today. If you have any questions about anything we talked about today, people are standing by right now. 407-205-0400. Questions on the website, youhavepower.com. I'm attorney Justin Clark, and I'll see you right back here next week for another edition of You Have Real Estate.